Today on Lockdown Red Wings, we're going to talk about possible coaching candidates led by Barry Trotz. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Uh, we are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. Scotty also hosts over at Locked On Tigers. Uh, we are free and available wherever you hear your podcasts. It is, uh, it is currently bases loaded in the bottom of the ninth, and the Tigers are down four. So just so give you some background on, on what's happening behind my laptop uh, for at least the first couple of minutes of this. So this is Thursday's episode, Scotty, but... If uh, you happen to have watched yesterday's episode. We're wearing the same clothes. I promise we do our laundry. At least I do. I can't speak for Brian. Well, I Clearly, I do my laundry. I got the whole pile right behind me. We, we exposed <laughs> that on the live episode. Um, yeah. We're, that's all uh, clean clothes. Right. We're doing, uh, we're doing this one because the, the Barry thing is, is relevant and will still be relevant two days from now. Uh, we both have really busy days on Wednesday. We're just doubling up and, and recording this on Tuesday. Knocking it Wednesday. out. So, yeah, that's going to be the lead thing we talk about. Obviously, on Monday morning, the news came out that the Islanders, Lou Lamorello, for whatever reason, is firing Barry Trotz, a guy that took a core that is in its late 20s, early 30s, so in its prime, but has no superstars and made them the best defensive team in the league, took them to two straight conference finals before missing this year due to, ex, you know, um, extra circumstances he couldn't control and fired him. Didn't consult to any of the players. I guess that's where we lead off, Scotty, when talking about this whole Barry Trotz thing. And we'll get to other coaching candidates as well, but I feel like now that Barry Trotz is on the market, he immediately becomes the number one candidate for every coaching vacancy in the league. Yeah, so it's really crazy. If you go to Google right now and you just Google Barry Trotz, like the first, like, six things that come up are all just like six different teams with head coaching vacancies. Yeah. It's like and, Barry Trotz, Red Wings, Barry Trotz, Flyers, Barry Trotz, Islanders, Barry Trotz. Like it just like, it just like goes to Islanders, I guess not, but like it, it just goes down like all of uh, the teams that either already have a head coaching vacancy or are expected to have one uh, within the next uh, couple of days. It's very, very funny. So yes, uh, to, that is to say that, I, I believe you are absolutely correct. Yeah, it's just a really weird thing because, I mean, you look at Barry Trotz's track record. Let me let me, let me me back up. Let me preface this by saying a couple episodes ago, I said I do not want any coach from the coaching carousel. I don't want any coach that's already been a coach in the league that's currently unemployed because of you know the fact that these guys get around, they are there for a couple of years, the team might be mediocre, then they move on. Addendum. Barry Trotz, what Barry Trotz was not available at that time. Barry Trotz is very much that exception to my rule. He's a guy who was the head coach of the National Predators since inception, took an expansion team that was brutal, brought them to relative relevancy. You know, they made the playoffs a good the chunk of the year. Relative relevancy. No, but seriously, they made the playoffs for four You're straight right. years from 03 to 08. They missed the playoffs in 09. Then they made the playoffs again for another three straight years. And the highest they ever made it was to the semifinals. But this was an expansion team. This is a team that didn't have a lot of talent outside of when they got Shea Weber. 
I mean, Shea Weber was their number one guy. Their first captain was David Legwan. And like, not to, I don't want to like talk smack about David Legwan, but <laughs> I mean, you, you compare like Shea Weber to David Legwan and who the captain of them is now. I mean, it's right. night and day. Who's the better player? Um, you know, in those years, he, they saw multiple 100 point seasons. And you, once you lump in the 90 point seasons like that, there were several very good predators teams underneath the, um, Barry Trotz regime. And then after missing the playoffs for two straight years in 12, 12, 13 and 13, 14, he was finally let go, went to the Washington capitals and served four years there where again, the Washington capitals were second in the metropolitan and took first in the metropolitan for three straight years. Now, granted, Capitals are a stacked team. They were a team that was considered to be a coach killer. They could not get a coach to take them to the next level. They had all the talent. The talent was there. That wasn't the question. The question is, is why they couldn't get it done in the playoffs. In his fourth and final season with the Washington Capitals, he finally took that team that had been on the cusp of a playoff uh, championship, a Stanley Cup championship for like the better part of a decade, finally took them to the summit, finally did it. And then the Capitals decided we want a new head coach and sent him off instead of paying him. Islanders very quickly ate that up. They're like, give me Barry Trotz, who was able to take the coach killing Washington Capitals and get them a championship. What happened? A team, like I said, did not have that great of talent. They lost John Tavares. Yeah, that's like they had that's the biggest just thing. Taken right. They had just lost Tavares and everything. And um he took them over, and I believe he's been over 500 with them every uh, every year that he's Including been Including this year. The right. year that they missed the playoffs, they were still an above 500 team, despite the fact that they started like the first 15 games on the road because their arena wasn't finished amidst a right. COVID shutdown oh and playing goodness, a crazy amount of games that. at the end. Yeah, I mean, they, they had some existential circumstances that were out of their control, and it feels like Barry Trotz is very much the scapegoat in the situation. In his first year there... Um, they were second in the Metropolitan Division. They lost in the second round of the Carolina Hurricanes. And his second year there, he was fifth in the Metropolitan Division and lost in the camp conference finals to the Tampa Bay Lightning. His third year there, he, they were fourth in the East because it was that weird like realignment year. They mm-hmm. lost in the Stanley Cup semifinals because there were no conferences to the Tampa Bay Lightning. And so then this year, despite all those things, they're still above 500 team. This is a team that its core is a bunch of defensive-minded forwards. And he got career years out of all those guys who were on the books for a long time. They don't have a superstar player on that team besides maybe Ilya Sorokin, who had a fantastic year in net. But outside of that, man, he got so much out of those players. They were the best defensive team. They had one of the best goals against per game out of any team in the NHL this past season, whereas the Red Wings had the worst. So I'm baffled Scotty as to why the Islanders would use why Lou Lamorello because Lou Lamorello said I did not talk to any of the players what's happened a few times in his career as you just said right like him just kind of kind of getting chopped for unknown-ish reasons seemed to be uh seemed to be seems to be a fairly fairly common occurrence over the years damn it come back fall short Yep. Yeah, I saw. I got an update that it was four to one. Now they scored a run. Robbie Grossman, a RBI walk, the most Robbie Grossman thing you'll ever see. <laughs> that's that's what he does. But that brings me to, you know, the next 
thing. Uh, obviously, the next question is, is, is he the number one candidate for the Red Wings to bring in as their next head coach? Um, I mean, like he should be, right? <laughs> like, right? like I, I know that we talk about like Igor and I'm sure we'll talk about that at some point, but like, I'm, I'm not really sure you can confidently convince anyone that there is a candidate that makes more sense to be at the top of the Red Wings, like big board of head coaches than, than him. I'm not sure there, there is anybody uh, I'm not sure anyone – honestly, I'm not sure anyone's even really close. Like, it, it probably is just Barry Trotz and then, it, like, prob- like everybody else. I'm not sure there's anybody out there. I mean, like you said, like, don't really want anybody that's just in, like, the carousel. Sands, Barry Trotz, obviously. Like, I, I'm not really sure anyone's even close to or, – or should be close to his level when it comes to the Red Wings, you know – maybe ranking or prioritizing who they want to go after this offseason. Yeah, and I mean, I'll, I'll list the myriad of re- – I kind of listed the myriad of reasons why he should be the Red Wings head coach just now when I was monologuing about his career and his successes that he's had. Um, but I'll, I'll get into specifically why I want him as the Red Wings head coach. Uh, but first, I do have to talk to you guys today about Athletic Greens. Um. Athletic Greens, what is the stuff, man? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of those things. Um, There's plenty of celebrities and athletes that are using this. You know, I mentioned before that, you know, the Always Sunny in Philadelphia cast is sponsored by Athletic Greens and Glenn Howerton. Uh, talks about all the time how he uses it and he loves it. Tarek Skubal, the Detroit Tigers, the one Detroit Tigers, who's actually living up to maybe even exceeding expectations this season through seven shutout innings on uh, Tuesday. Uses athletic greens. You know, could you call that a coincidence? Maybe. Could also be related. Never know. So this is why you need to use athletic greens. It's lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while tasting so good. Athletic greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover. It cost him a hundred dollars a day. He created athletic greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create that opti- optimal nutrition routine on his own. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash NHL network. Again, just go to athleticgreens.com forward slash NHL. NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. It's a mouthful. All right. Segment two, locked on red wings podcast. Scotty and I are talking about Barry Trotz and uh, why he is our exception to the rule of not wanting the coaching carousel segment one. We brought you his career successes segment two, Scotty, it's time to talk about why he needs to be behind the bench of the red wings this upcoming season. Why he is the, the leading of guys I know about at least why I need him behind the bench. Um, and it's simply because he gets the most out of players that aren't necessarily the best. I mean, you saw, I think it, 
even though he won a cup with Washington, I think what he did with the Islanders, Scotty, is probably a better track record of what he is capable of doing to a team. Yeah. And again, like looking through the teams that he has, has coached, like I think that's pretty apparent. Um, I mean, going and and not that, again, not that Washington was a bad team, but that Washington was the laughing stock of like hockey for a little bit, like always, you know, presidents that couldn't win a cup and like they, you know, finally got the job done, then got kicked out of town, but like, you know, got, got the job done on, you know, last game. Thanks for uh, the cup, go touch grass. Right. Yeah. <laughs> last, uh, la- last game that he coached for, uh, for, for the Capitals was um, one that clinched the Stanley cup victory. That's not a bad way to go out, I guess, but it, it, it's just, it's very, overly apparent that there again there is no other coach on the market that really even comes close and I think that this is like the the perfect combination of you're getting someone that has success but also someone that could be your head coach through you know, this era of Red Wings hockey, like it's not, it's not like you're, you're getting someone that, that has no pedigree, has like no experience coming over, but, but you're also not getting someone that's like at the end of the line either. Like this is, this is a a perfect mix of, um, of, of someone who, who could be with the wings for, for a relatively long period of time, right? Like he's going to be 60 next year. Like that's not, you know, in terms of hockey coaches, that's not ancient. Right. Right. <laughs> There's yeah. a much older Dude, ones. Dudes coaching into their mid seventies now. So like it, it's, I don't know. I, I, I just, I, I think that it's very much, it's really hard to find something wrong with the hire, I guess is the way I should put yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, the, the only concern out of Barry Trotz is not necessarily like his fit, but the rumor that he wants to transition into a front office role, which I mean, at his age, mm-hmm. I could see. And with his pedigree and his mind, I, could also see so but if he wants to be behind the bench again then absolutely bring him on because you know as i said in the first segment he made the islanders one of the best defensive teams in the league and that's how they found success what were the red wings horrible at last year scotty well certainly defense brian certainly defense thank you uh yeah i mean if you look at barry trotz as a defensive-minded head coach what he could do to turn around this defense and again like defense needs a lot of help but he could definitely take this team from worst in goals against per game. If he can take him in the middle of the pack with the offense that this team also provides, I mean, you're looking at a team that could be very competitive very quickly. He gets a lot out of his players every single time. And that not not to mention that that would take a huge load off of Alex Andalkovich's shoulders going forward. I mean, if guys putting up 47 saves, 46 save shutouts in the month of April and March against top-end teams like Carolina and Boston, despite that defense that he had in front of him. Imagine what he could do with a middle-of-the-pack defense That if Barry Trotz can improve it that much. I mean, Alex Nadalkovich is going to thrive. Your defense is going to thrive. More at Cider, the pressure on him is going to lift, and he's going to be able to have more freedom to do more in the back end, take a step forward in his growth. You get If you can get Dylan Larkin and Philip Zadina and Bertuzzi and Raymond all, all even including the forward core to take steps forward defensively it well, starts like, in your own end if you can right. get possession of the puck in your own end you transition up the ice you score goals right and, and also just the 
the amount of defensive talent we have coming through the pipeline, like having that being integrated into a system that, that might take a step forward. And um, I mean, like everything needs work, man, like everything needs work. And there's nobody on the market that has consistently for as long as, as Barry has like that, that is, um, exemplified and and really been high end at all the these areas and and coach teams that are at at the high end of all of these areas and lord knows we need just about help in every single department on the ice absolutely it's just that that's so true and you know, obviously, Steve Eisman has a history of going outside the box. I mean, he worked, he knew who John Cooper was. It wasn't just some random pickup um, for Eisman, but it was not an NHL coach at that time. It's his first NHL gig. And yeah, you could make the argument that the Tampa Bay Lightning's roster is stacked, but it took them several years to get to that. Now they're back to back cup champions. So, you know, I'm just basing my knowledge off coaches I know of. You know, I know about. There are other candidates out there I'd consider, but. With the pedigree that Barry Trotz has, he's the best candidate. And if you look at the timing as well, I mean, phenomenal timing just from the aspect of the Red Wings just opened up a vacancy. And then a week later, one of the most prestigious head coaches is on the market. I mean, hell yeah, he has a recent Stanley Cup. So bring him in. But you look at what the team is trying to do right now. It's not like you were a team that is – look at the Montreal Canadiens, for instance. I don't think it's a great time for the Montreal Canadiens who just won the lottery and are going to have Shane Wright to bring in a coach like Barry Trotz because Barry Trotz is very much a coach you bring in when your team is ready to compete. That team just started a full teardown rebuild, just began it after a Stanley Cup Finals appearance, ended up being the worst team in hockey. Getting Shane Wright helps, but it's not in their best interest to get Barry Trotz when they still have a lot of work left to go. So you look at Fitz, if you're Barry Trotz, you look at the Detroit Red Wings, and you go, this is a team on the up and up. This is a team that's going to start their climb back to relevancy this next year. They took a step forward. They brought rookies over. One of those rookies is going to win the Calder Trophy. And if they don't, I'm going to be I'm just very depressed. I don't know I have an adjective to use. Very depressed. Well, here's the thing. But like, that's, It's just a perfect fit, isn't it? Y- yes, I, I completely agree. But I, I think that is something that the Detroit Red Wings have over – the I would I would venture to say anyone the Flyers yeah. else that that currently needs a new head coach or is going to need a new head coach. I'm not sure there's a better situation to inherit on the head coaching market right now. I think that that's leverage that we have over everybody. I ton of cap space, but unreal talent at, at, at the mine in the farm and unreal talent at, at the NHL level and young established talent at the NHL level. Like trajectory is very much going very linear and it is very much trending high, very much upward. To the moon, as the youth would say. To the moon, as the kids would say. So I I don't think that there's – like I I don't think it it shouldn't, in theory, take too much to convince – anybody you get. I feel like you see you Steve Eiserman on your caller ID. You just pick up and say, oh, f- uh, yeah. Like, right. It, it shouldn't take too terribly much for anybody. So, um, or to get anybody. So I, I think that, I, yes, it's a perfect fit, but I, I think that that's something we have 
over every other coaching vacancy in the entire NHL, no matter who we are going after. Unless like a team like the Vegas Golden Knights decide to part ways with their head coach, Peter, Peter DeBoer, in which they're a team that very much is already, a, a I would argue, a, at least they're absolutely a, a playoff contender, if not a Stanley Cup contender. They had a down year this year. So once they figure their cap problems out, that could be huge competition. But I feel like with the pedigree that Iserman has, and he is very good at selling people in Detroit, I think if Iserman wants Barry Trotz, Barry Trotz could very well come here. But then again, it has to be mutual on both parts. Iserman has to want Trotz, think it's the right fit. And Trotz also has to want to come to Detroit and coach a team that's on the up and up and not a team that's ready to compete now, like the Vegas Golden Knights could be if they secure a coaching vacancy here very shortly. Um, Got to talk to you guys today about Bet Online. Uh, our partners at Bet Online continue the, to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next year's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, segment three, Thursday edition, Locked on Red Wings podcast. Scotty and I are talking about head coaching vacancy, and we spent the first two segments talking about Barry Trotz. Uh, there's another guy that was along with Barry Trotz in um, in the aisle, in the Islanders, with the with the New York Islanders, however you want to say it. Apparently, I have like four wow. different ways. Yeah, that, you, you have a lot, brother. Yeah, clearly. Um, his assistant coach, Lane Lambert, could very well be a connection to pull Barry Trotz over or himself be considered to be a head coach candidate. He has that Michigan connection because if I'm if I'm not mistaken, he and Eisman did play together for a short time in Detroit. Um, but that also falls on that what I like to call a fallacy of Detroit connection people always getting jobs. I don't think Eisman's conceded enough to do nothing but nepotism and give his, you know, old boys club. We've seen, I won't say we've seen it, but you know, guys like Lidstrom getting jobs and stuff. I think that speaks more to their hockey minds. I mean, Lidstrom was the best defenseman in the game and a generational talent at that position. Um, But Lane Lambert has very much paid his dues and is ready to break out behind the bench of a head coaching team. And I think this very much similar to Barry Trotz, this would be a good fit for him. I think for Lane Lambert as a first time head coach an up and up team, could be a great chance for him to prove himself for sure. And again, this is a, this is a, a first time head coach's dream situation. Like you, you don't have incredibly high expectations. The first year you're there, you can get a year under your belt of, of not super high expectations. And then after that, you have a, a ton of blossoming talent. Like it, it's, it's a, a, like I said, it's a, it's an, it's a young head coach or a first-time head coach's dream situation. Yeah, he was an assistant coach. Um, he's been an assistant coach with um, Barry Trotz since the Predators days, from 2011 wow. all the way uh, to New York, New York. Just looking at it right here, so he was promoted to an assistant coach of the Nashville Predators in two, 2011. He was also an assistant coach with Washington Capitals during their 2018 Stanley Cup run, and he signed with the New York Islanders after Barry Trotz signed with uh, them in 2018. So that doesn't necessarily say he was there the entire time, but he was an assistant coach with Barry Trotz three separate occasions. I mean, that says a lot about um, how that, what Barry Trotz thinks of Lane Lambert and what Lane Lambert has provided to Barry Trotz's success as well. I mean, I think he's very much ahead, uh, an assistant coach you could give 
an opportunity to. For sure. Like, I mean, like I said, it, it really is a, a, an early head coach's uh, first time head coach's dream. And uh, as far as pedigrees of dudes who haven't been a head coach yet, that is probably at the top of the NHL, I would imagine. I, I can't think of any other assistants off the top of my head that 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 top that that pedigree or resume, I should say, um, going into the offseason. But um, I, I mean, like either of those, like I, I'm I'm Barry should be at the top of, I think, everybody's list. Like everybody wants to do like the Igor thing. But- that's where I think it's that's that fallacy. Like that's a perfect time to transition, Scotty, actually, because I feel like we have to talk about your Sergey Fedorov, your Igor Larionovs. I think a guy like Lane yeah. Lambert, it's not like a pet, it's not a it's not a fallacy of the you know, he played for the Red Wings. He has that connection. I think it's he paid his due as an assistant coach. Not to say Sergey Fedorov and Igor Larionov haven't. I mean, they're having success, much success overseas, but th- those guys both just signed extensions. Uh, Igor Larionov is going to be a head coach over with in the KHL. And I think uh, Fedorov just signed an extension with his own team. So I don't see those guys as realistic options. And I don't honestly see Chris Illich. Um, signing off on Sergey Fedorov becoming the head coach. As much as I feel like that's a silly thing to still have a beef over, I still think that Illich's would feel like it's a loss to have. Like, there's a why. I mean, go back to why Sergey Fedorov's name isn't hanging from the rafters. It goes back to pettiness at this point. You think that the same player they refuse to hang the name in the rafters is then going to be the head coach? I just don't see that. I'd love yeah, it. Fedorov's I just don't see it. not happening. Uh, yeah. I, I think, yeah. Federov's not happening. Igor, Igor, I Igor's more likely, but him just signing that contract. But like Sergey is like not happening. Like that's just like it's not happening. It's not even a conversation. That that's just not going to happen. Igor is is something that I I also don't think is going to happen, but at least is a conversation where like you know you can kind of go back and forth on why you think it would or why you think it wouldn't. Federal's not happening. Yeah, and I'm not like trying to short their coaching pedigree either. I think they've both they've both found a lot of success. But I would just be I would caution Red Wings fans um, to get all up on their hype train because I feel like there there's a bias creeping in there because they of course played for the Detroit Red Wings and are part of an era in which the Red Wings found a lot of success and played with general manager right. Steve Eiserman. So not to say that their success isn't legitimate, but just caution yourselves from picking those guys. Other guys, of course, coaching carousel guys. John Tortorella is always going to pop up. Um, he's a guy that finds a I'm lot of, that. yeah, we talked about that a little bit before. He finds a lot of early success with his teams before the entire team turns on him. He's not a coach that I personally would like to bring into this Red Wings team as they begin to start to compete because in a few years, when this team is actually a Stanley Cup contender, it's going to fall apart, and it always does. He's a team, here's what Tortorella is. He's a team that's already ready to w- try and win a Stanley Cup, but it just failing every time they reach the playoffs. You bring him in to try and spark that fire. He's that fire sparker. You want to bring him into a team that's already finding regular season success, but just can't do it in the postseason. Red Wings haven't even found regular season success yet. You don't want a John Tortorella quite yet. If per- Personally, not ever, but if you're looking at a John Tortorella, those are the situations you want to bring him in, is sure. in a team that just needs that spark. Other sure. guy? I've been hearing about Mike Babcock. Good on that. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen Could it. Could you imagine? 
bringing Mike Babcock back Would after you all imagine? of that. He leaves us to go to Toronto and then gets canned, one, because the team Would is underperforming. you imagine? Well, and, and let's let's throw the controversy that follows him around for like the player abuse and all that. Throw that out the window. Let's just let's play devil's advocate for one second and say that all that was baloney. Look at just his not saying it was, but devil's advocate. Looking at his coaching pedigree since leaving the Red Wings in 08, he failed to get a team as stacked as the Toronto Maple Leafs to play even halfway competitive hockey his final season. He had guys like Mitch Marner down the lineup. He and he this he has a track record of doing this to players. He maybe he sat Chris Chelios. He sat Mike Madonna. Yep. Yeah, he has a track record of doing this with established players that are gonna win because he just doesn't like their vibe or their attitude. And I mean, there's a place for that. If a guy's being a toxic in the locker room, you send him a message. But Mike Babcock has a track record of doing that. And that's really that's a big part of the reason, you know, of course, the abuse allegations being a part of that as to why he got fired from Toronto Maple Leafs. Sheldon O'Keefe took over and immediately saw an uptick. That team that year post Mike Babcock was night and day. So I, Mike, I feel like with Mike Babcock, the hockey world has passed him by. I agree with that. He was a fantastic I'm, coach for a long time. I'm good on it. I'm good on that. So... As for other guys, more names are going to pop up over time. There's a lot of guys I got to do research in. I've heard names on SHL coaches that just personally, guys, I am not well versed. Well, I, in. I, I think of the main of the main like candidates. We I think we covered pretty much everybody that's in like the main initial wave of yeah. of candidates you're going to see. Well, and here's the thing: in, in the end, Steve Eisman could end up going completely off the board with somebody we don't know. And I'll be okay with that because I trust Steve Eisman's. But right now, we're, we're debating known versus unknown. We know what Barry Trotz is. He's a known commodity. We know what he brings to a team. He brings success, regular season and postseason success, Eastern Conference appearances, Eastern Conference final appearances, back-to-back to lose this eventual Stanley Cup championship, uh, St- Stanley Cup champions. He brings Stanley Cup champions to teams that are ready for that step. He takes a team like the Nashville Predators, fresh out of expansion, and brings them to relevancy, 100-point season, 90-point seasons. This is what he is. He is a known commodity. So when we talk about he's the favorite, we don't actually know if he's the favorite, but he's the favorite amongst us because we don't know the unknown commodities. We don't know what Steve Eisenman's looking at. We just know that Barry Trotz, of the coaching candidates we know of, has the most success in the NHL and a recent Stanley Cup. So he is the guy that I'm going to endorse until Steve Eisman decides he's going with someone else, then that's the guy I endorse because it's Steve Eisman picking him. But until then, Barry Trotz is going to be that guy I'm endorsing as the next Red Wings head coach. I, I agree with everything you said. Wonderful. Um, I closed Patio out, so I don't know what uh, the ad read is at the end. It's Locked on NHL. Make sure you go listen to that. Check out Locked on NHL. There we go. It's cool and awesome. And they're going to have a round table, if you haven't listened to it already, reacting to the draft lottery with the big losers and big winners of the NHL draft lottery. Uh, so make sure you check that out. They're free and available wherever you get your podcasts as well. Scotty, any final thoughts? We ball. Nope. I, I was going <laughs> for like a layup. You were, I don't know what the hell that was. Don't ever do that again, please. Same time, same place. It's your team.
Every day. Every day. Oh, wow. We went different ways there. 